begin to talk to God, begin to appreciate Him, begin to give Him praise, thank Him for all His goodness, thank Him for all His blessings upon your life, thank Him for everything He makes beautiful for you, thank Him for your health, Thank him that you are alive today. Thank him. Give thanks unto the Lord. Are you praying? Give thanks unto the Lord. Jehovah, we appreciate you. We give you glory. We give you all the praise. We give you all the honor. We are grateful for everything you are doing for us. We are not taking you for granted, O Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you for yesterday. We thank you for today. And we also thank you for tomorrow. Because you are good, Lord, we give you all the praise. Because you are good, Lord, we exalt your holy name. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Talk to God and say, He should make you to be far above whatever problems that you might encounter this year, that the Lord will make you to be far above in the name of Jesus. Begin to talk to God. I pray, Almighty God, you will make us to be far above all our problems. Whatever, O oh Lord, we are going to encounter this year, my Father, I pray that you will make us to be far above all of them in the name of Jesus. Talk to God that whatever God has provided for you and is going to provide for you, that you will possess them in the name of Jesus. Begin to talk to God. I pray, my Father, that you will make us to possess all your provisions for us in the name of Jesus. My Father, you have provided good health. We possess it in the name of Jesus. Father, you have, provided, you have provided peace. My Father, we possess that peace in the name of Jesus. Every wind that is blowing, no matter where it is coming from, it will always blow goodness to us this year in the name of Jesus. Thank you, my Father. Your word says in Mount Zion there shall be deliverance. And your children will do what? We possess their possession. Father, let us possess our possession. This year in the name of Jesus. Nothing will stand in Lord. Father, because you have done it, so shall it be unto us in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. We have prayed. Praise the Lord. Let us be seated. Once again, Lord, we want to say thank you. We want to appreciate you because you are so good to us. Father, we want to thank you for your word that you are going to give to us this morning. We pray that your word mixed with our faith in the name of Jesus. And let us benefit, O oh Lord, and let your word do us good. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. This is our year of divine restoration. Amen. Our year of divine restoration. And uh, also a year of what? Solid foundation. You will be standing on the rock this year and not on the sinking sand in the name of Jesus. Because Jesus is your rock, nothing will be able to withstand you. Because the Bible says whatever run against that rock will be broken. And whatever that rock run against will be grounded into what? Into powder. Amen. Jesus is our strong and firm foundation. Let somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. 
Today we shall be talking about keys to divine restoration. Keys to divine restoration. When we talk about restoration, uh, we often, so many, so many times, we often define it as taking us back to our initial position. Praise the Lord. But in this context, what the Lord is telling us that he will make us what he wants us to be. Praise the Lord. Because that place, that place that God wants us to be is the best position, location, and condition for us. Amen. Praise the Lord. The Lord might want you you know, the Lord might want to locate you in a very high position. And you might be contented. And your prayers might be limited to that look to position which you can comprehend. Praise the Lord. Amen. So what God wants to do is to put you in that position that he wants you to be. Amen. Amen. So our, our discussion is going to be based on that, on that definition for divine restoration. Amen. Uh, we open our Bible to Genesis chapter 17. Genesis chapter 17, verse 1. We read verse 1. Verse 5, 13, and 15. For now, praise the Lord. When Abraham was 91 years old, the Lord appeared to Abraham and said unto him, I am Almighty God. Walk before me and be blameless. Walk before me and be blameless. If we go back to Genesis chapter 12, verse 1. God told Abraham to leave Haran and move to a place where he is going to show him. Abraham obeyed and moved from that place. Praise the Lord. So after Abraham moved from that place and dwelt in Canaan for 10 years, Abraham and Sarah begin to worry. They begin to worry. It's like what we are thinking or what we understand is different from what God wants. So let us help God. So Sarah took Hagar, the Egyptian maid, servant, and gave her to Abraham as wife. Praise the Lord. And for that reason, the Lord's voice to Abraham was silent for about 15 years. Amen. That is why in this Genesis 17:1, God came back to Abraham and told him, Walk before me and be what? And be blameless. Because he has allowed a blame into his life by accepting to marry Hagar or make Hagar his wife. Praise the Lord. Amen. And it was after then God began to reveal some of his plans, you know, or begin to establish what he is about to do. So he changed the name of Abraham. Abraham means exalted father, but God changed him not to only a father, but a father of what? Many nations. Praise the Lord. So if we talk about Abraham's restoration, Abraham's restoration was not to be just an exalted father, but to be a father of many nations. So that he will carry it about like a badge. God gave him that name. Henceforth, Abraham, you are not going to be called Abraham, but Abraham. Amen. 
you are father of many nations. And he also changed the name of Sarai and called her Sarah. Praise the Lord. Amen. You see, those names were exactly what God wants to restore in their lives. Amen. Not the past things they thought they have lost. Because in that name was God going to do what he's going to do. That is why most of the time we say God does not do anything without speaking first. Praise the Lord. So when he called Abraham, 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 the father of many nations, the word has already gone forth. Definitely, it will bring it to pass. He will bring it to pass in his life. Praise the Lord. Amen. In Genesis 32, Genesis 32, verse 24 to 26. Genesis 32, verse 24 to 26. Jacob was moving from Haran back to Canaan. And he had one problem. And that is, that thing he has stolen was what was winchanting him. Amen. You know, a man, a man run it when nothing pursues. There is nothing like that. Something must be there pursuing that man. So his, what he did in the past began to haunt him. Begin to haunt him, thinking that, oh, my brother is going to kill me and my children. Praise the Lord. He went to the Lord alone. Amen. He went to the Lord alone. <clears throat> this, in verse 24 and 26, Genesis, yeah, starting from 24. This left Jacob all alone after he had sent the two, two groups away. He left the Jacob alone in the camp. And a man came and wrestled with him until the dawn began to break. When the man saw that he could not win the match, he touched Jacob's hip and wrenched it out of its socket. Then the man said, let me go, for the dawn is breaking. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. 27, what is your name? The man asked. He replied, Jacob, your name will no longer be Jacob. The man told him, from now on, you will be called Israel because you have fought with God and with men and have won. Praise the Lord. That is what God wants to restore. He wants to change his name because with that name, he will not be able to amount to what God promised is in his life. So that is why that name was changed. We have seen two names change, I mean three names changed now, Sarah, uh, Abraham, and Jacob. Praise the Lord. Let somebody shout hallelujah. And in Genesis chapter 39, verse 9, this one is talking about Joseph. Genesis 39, verse 9, is talking about Joseph. No one here has more authority than I do. He has said back nothing from me except you, because you are his wife. How could I do such a wicked thing? It will be a great sin against God. Praise the Lord. It will be a great sin against God. Joseph recognized one thing that will not make him to get to where God wants him to get to is when he is not in, the good, in God's good books. That thing that will be when God is not happy with him. Joseph does not want to encounter such. Praise the Lord. So also, we will talk about Phineas, son of Eleazar, grandson of Aaron, the priest has turned my anger away from the Israelites. I'm reading Numbers 25, 
Numbers 25, verse 11 to 13. Phineas, son of Eleazar and grandson of Aaron, the priest, had turned my anger away from the Israelites by being a zealous among them as I was. So I stopped destroying all Israel as I had intended to do in my zealous anger. Now tell him that I am making my special covenant of peace with him. In this covenant, I give him and all his descendants a permanent right to the priesthood, for in, in his zeal for me, his God, he's purified the people of Israel and making right with me. If we remember the story of Levi, in Genesis, I think around Genesis chapter uh, 17 or so, praise the Lord, where, where uh, Levi and Simeon, they went against the men of Shechem and they killed all of them, took their wives and children and also took everything that belonged to them. And because of that, the father did not bless them. The father placed a curse on them. Praise the Lord. But that was not God's original plan for them. But here we could see what God's plan for Levi is. Originally, God has wanted them to be his priests. But what they did was taking them away from that path. But thank God for Phineas, who carried the burden of God the way God carried it. And God saw it and said, that position, that place, which I originally designed for you, I am taking you back there. Praise the Lord. In Israel, the Levi does not have possession. Do you know what they possess? They possess that thing that belongs to God. Praise the Lord. What it invariably means and systematically implies is that they possess everything that belongs to Israel. Amen? They possess everything that belongs to Israel. That is, whatever they point to shall become theirs. Because who? They possess what belongs to God. Whatever sacrifice that is taken to the temple then is given to them. Amen? They do what pleases them according to the, the law of Moses with those sacrifices. Let somebody shout hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So let us look at some of uh, the people that God restored. You know, some restoration God made to some men in the scriptures. Amen. Okay. Restore, restoration will mean God making us what he wants us to be. Fulfilling God's plan for our lives. We often see God in, intervening in the situation of man, making it better and sometimes relieve man from his trouble. We see some responsibility of man sometimes that precede the intervention of God. This response of man ranges from obedience to identification of the will and plan of God in our life. In this message, we want to look at that closely so that we can put our parts in wisdom. Praise the Lord. Abraham, like we said in Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 to 4, started his journey with God from Haran and came to Canaan. Okay? He started his journey from, you know, and came to Canaan. In Genesis chapter 16, verse 1 and 3, we understand how Abraham took Haggai, Hagar, the wife, I mean the Egyptian servant, 
and got a son through him. Praise the Lord. But in Genesis chapter 17, verse 1, God made it clear to Abraham. And in verse 5, he did what he wanted to do by stamping that name, Abraham, on him. That is not going to be little as he wants to be, but he's going to be great in the sight of God. Praise the Lord. Then we talk about Jacob also. You see, Jacob fought with God. And he did what? And he won. And by that, his name was also changed. Amen. We look also unto Phineas. Let us open our Bible to Numbers chapter 25. Numbers 25, from verse 10. Phineas took the burden of God. Amen. Took the burden of God. That is one of the things God wants us to take note. If, if you are if you are examined, if you are examined and uh, you begin to talk about your burden, your concern, what you want God to do, will there be any iota of God's burden in you? Praise the Lord. A brother prayed one prayer one day and it opened my, my eyes that yes, God is looking for people that are going to bear his burdens with him. Are you ready? Praise the Lord. And when the question came to me, I also was caught off balance because at that same time, everything I was thinking, there was nothing related to the burden of God. There was nothing related because all I was just concerned was me, myself, and I. Amen? But the things that God has so much concerned were not what I was, you know, taking to heart. Praise the Lord. So Phineas demonstrated it. The heart of God was bleeding because of the children of Israel. So also was his heart bleeding. And he demonstrated it in the sight of God. And God saw his yes. If a man can do this for me, then I don't need to go further. Praise the Lord. And that is the man that he draws closer to himself. No one can go to the holiest of holy except the high priest. Amen. A man that can carry the burden of God. Praise the Lord. So also was Joseph. Joseph in the prison. Genesis 39, verse 8 to 9. Joseph in the prison. You know. Joseph refused to disobey God. Refused. You know, the advances made to him by Potiphar's wife because he feared God. Because he feared God. Praise the Lord. So also it was Joshua, when God told him in Joshua chapter 1 from verse 7 to 9, Joshua chapter 1 from verse 7 to 9, that he should be courageous. Amen? He should be courageous. And the book of the law should not depart from him. He should meditate on it day and night, that by it he will be what? He will prosper. That he will be prosperous by that same obedience. Praise the Lord. These people were able to attain that potential, that divine potential, because of what they did. Amen. Let somebody shout hallelujah. So, so also is Jabez. Jabez called on the name of the Lord. Okay, First Chronicles chapter 4. 
First Chronicles chapter 4, from verses 9 to 10. First Chronicles chapter 4, from verses 9 <coughs> to 10. There was a man named Jabez, who was more honorable than any of his brothers. His mother named him Jabez because his birth had been so painful. He was the one who prayed to the God of Israel. And listening to his prayer, I said, Oh, that you will bless me and expand my territory. Please be with me in all that I do and keep me from all trouble and pain. And God granted him his request. Praise the Lord. And God granted him his request. Okay. So also we can talk about David. David, you know, faced Goliath in 1 Samuel chapter 17 from verse 34 to 36. He faced Goliath with one thing, with the trust that he had with God with the trust that he had with God. He began to mention that the God who helped me to kill the bear that attacked my sheep, the God who helped me to kill the lion that attacked my sheep, this infidel, this uncircumcised Philistine will not be an exception. So he was not facing Goliath because... He, because of his physical build or because of his training, he only faced him because he knows his God. Praise the Lord. Because he knows his God. Amen. So what we are saying here tonight, today, is the key to divine restoration. He has the power to make me be what he wants me to be. Amen? He wake me to be. So I want us to rise up and sing this song. He is able, more than able. Accomplish what he us me today. He is able, more than able, to handle anything that comes my way. He is able, more than able. it. Once you make him to commit himself to it, definitely he will make it to happen. Praise the Lord. Let us be seated. Thank you. Amen. So these are the keys. <clears throat> these are the keys that we make him to be committed like I said, once he voices out, like in the case of Abraham, Jacob, like in the case of Joseph, like in the case of David, once he voices out and he's committed, definitely it will come to pass. Praise the Lord. These are some of the things, not exhausted, that makes us to voice such things out. You know, he called on to... Uh, to, to Solomon. He says, Solomon, what do you want me to do for you? 
And Solomon was, you know, uh, give me wisdom, give me understanding, let me be able to rule over your people. But he said, all this I will give to you. But even the one that you did not ask, that is to say, those ones that Solomon did not ask, they are part of what God has destined Solomon to possess. You see? That is why God gave them to him. Praise the Lord. So you can also provoke God like Solomon. So that everything God has in possession for you, he will begin to release them. And you begin to be what God wants you to be. Praise the Lord. The first thing that I want to talk about here is your relationship to God. All these people that are mentioned, there is one thing that is common with them. They have a relationship. Jacob has a covenant relationship with God. Abraham had an obedient, at that time, an obedient relationship with God. When God says, Abraham, oh yeah, begin to move. Okay? Not knowing where to go. Abraham also obeyed God in faith and faced one direction. Praise the Lord. These people, they have relationship with God. So many of us today, we cannot talk about our personal relationship with God. We talk of the relationship of our friends, of our pastor, or of our relatives. Praise the Lord. You must have a personal relationship. You must be able to say, my God, my Father. Praise the Lord. Jacob had this problem. You know, what he did in the past was, you know, pursuing him. Why did he go? He went before God and started praying. If you hear some of the prayer he was praying, they were prayers that shows that he has been in constant relationship with God. Amen? In constant relationship with God. I want, us, I want to read some of the prayers that he was praying. Amen. Praise the Lord. Okay, if I'll be able to lay my hands on it, I will, I will, I will make us to see. Some of the prayers was, he referred to when he was going to Haran, when he was fleeing from his brother, that God appeared to him. He saw, you know, the heaven open, and this ladder was what? Moving. There was a movement on the ladder, and God was on top of the ladder. He made mention of all these things. When God told him to leave Haran and go to his father's house, that he's going to be with him, he made mention, and it shows that he was doing almost everything with God. Everything that he was doing, he was doing it with God. So relationship, your relationship, your personal relationship. If you want divine restoration this year, you want God to put you where he wants, that he originally wants you to be. You must have a personal relationship, not the casual one, the one that envelops you, the one that defines you. Praise the Lord. Amen. The one, the aura, it shows on you, this is a child of God. That kind of relationship is what God is expecting, and it is one of the keys that can unlock our restoration this year. So I pray that we will repair all our broken altars. Amen. Altars of prayers, altars of thanksgiving, altars of doing what God wants us to do. We will repair them and we will be closer to him. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hebrew chapter 11, verse 6. Hebrew chapter 11, verse 6. First of all, let us open Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 7. Jeremiah 17, verse 7. So, both, but blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and what? And confidence. Praise the Lord. Your closeness with God makes you 
understand this concept that when you are with God, everything about you is with him. Praise the Lord. And when that happens, you have this hope and you have the confidence. Let somebody shout hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6. We all know this. And it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he reward those who sincerely seek him. He exists and he reward those who sincerely seek him. Abraham believed God. Abraham trusted God. Abraham followed God. There was no iota of doubt. His environment did not, you know, pitch him against God. He followed God with his whole heart. Praise the Lord. No wonder his restoration was unlocked even when he went astray, when he did what did not please God. God did not abandon him. He came back to him in Genesis chapter 17, verse uh, 5, and put that stamp on him. Praise the Lord. Let every man that sees you call you Abraham. Let every name that is not other than Abraham come to you. He put that stamp on him in that Genesis chapter 7, verse 5. Because Abraham believed, Abraham trusts God, and Abraham obeyed God. So, obedience, belief, and our trust in God is also the key that will open our divine restoration. Amen? Then I want to talk about change of names. We, we had, when I read that of Abraham, that of uh, Jacob, God changed their names. God changed their names. You must know your name according to the will and plan of God for your life. If you don't know, you will be missing a lot. That is what this understanding gave to me that you must understand. You must know your name. And that is why God comes himself to pronounce it to the hearing of those who are able to come to him to unlock this mystery. You must know who you are in the Lord. You must know who you are in the Lord. You must know the name God is calling you. Amen. Amen. If I ask of your name, you will begin to tell me this and that. But what I'm trying to say, there is that name that God will call you. You know, in Nigeria, we used to sing this song. Favor is my name. Favor is my name. Blessing is my name. Upliftment is my name. Praise the Lord. So what I'm trying to say, you must know. You must know your name. Because that name, that name God calls you, is what is going to eventually stamp the plan of God upon your life. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. God gives new name to reveal his divine plan for a man that would definitely be fulfilled. Abraham means exalted father, and Abraham means father of many nations. The name Sumplanter would not have helped Jacob at all because that Sumplanting attitude would have been limited. Praise the Lord. But God gave him Israel. Amen. This is the prayer that uh, 
Jacob prayed in verse 10. He says, I am not worthy of all the unfailing love and faithfulness you have shown to me, your servant. When I left home and crossed the Jordan River, I owned nothing except a walking stick. Now my household filled two large camps. Oh Lord, please rescue me from the hand of my brother Esau. I am afraid that he is coming to attack me along with my wives and children. But you promise me, I will surely treat you kindly. I will multiply your descendants until they become as numerous as the sand along the seashore. Too many to count. Praise the Lord. You can see the prayers itemizing, I mean, revealing the kind of relationship that has existed between Jacob and God. Amen. So relationship, you cannot just jump. You cannot just jump into it. It has to be built. And that is what Jacob revealed to us in his prayers. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. So the name is very important. The change of name is very important. So you are going to talk to God. You are going to pray. My Father, my God. That very name that you gave to me from the foundation of the earth. Father, that is your will according to your purpose for my life. My Father, let my life begin to reflect that name. Begin to talk to God. Let my life begin to reflect that name. In the name of Jesus, let my life begin to reflect that name. Thank you, Jehovah. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. We are given a name that is the name of Jesus, that is above every other name. That is why no matter what you are called, as long as that name is yours, you don't need any other name. Amen? You don't need any other name. As long as the name of Jesus is yours, we are Christians. In John chapter 1, you can put this down, John chapter 1, verse 12, and John chapter 3, verse 1. God decided to change a good name. Okay? If God decides to change a good name to a bad one, it is because the person has demonstrated such evil. But that is not the intention of God. He always wants to change our name to good. So God has given us a name. He has given us the name of Jesus, which is above every other name. And I want you to also know the name that you are called is also an authority. Praise the Lord. There are some low names. There are some middle names. There are some high names. But the name of Jesus, the Bible says, is higher above what? Above every other name. So your name has levels. And my prayer is that you carry the name of Jesus upon yourself so that you can be high and lifted and seated in heavenly places with him. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Some people, when their names are called for something that is not pleasant or their names are called for evil, fire appears because that is not the name they call. They have just called the name of Jesus. So that is why as a child of God, you carry, you carry the name of Jesus. Fear, love and fear of God also is a key that will open your restoration, love and fear of God. In Psalm 31, verse 19 to 20, Psalm 31, 19 to 20, he talks about how great is the goodness you have stored up for those who fear you. You lavish it on those who come to you for protection, blessing them before the watching world. 
You hide them in the shelter of your presence. Save from those who conspire against them. You shelter them in your presence, far from accusing tongues. Praise the Lord. This is who you are when you fear God and when you love him. Isaiah chapter 64, verse 4. For since the world began, no ear has heard, and no ear has seen a God like you who work for those who wait for you. Another version says, who work for those who fear you. Amen. Amen. So you must love God. If you want divine restoration, you must what? You must love God and fear him. Amen. Another thing that is very prominent, you must call the name of the Lord. We saw Jacob, the option that he had that was sure. We also saw Jabez, the option that they had that we are sure was they went back to God and called the name of God. You don't like the way things are going with you. You don't like the way things are going with you. The option that is sure that you have is to call on the name of the Lord. Is to call on the name of the Lord. Praise the Lord. Call on the name of the Lord. Jeremiah chapter 33 verse 3 tells us that you call unto me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. One of them might be your name. Amen. Might be your name. Jacob called on the name of the Lord and his rename, the name God wants him to bear, appeared. Praise the Lord. Calling on the name of the Lord. That means praying. Always praying. There is something that you can never overdo. You can never, I mean, you can never overdo, and that is praying. Because God tells us to do what? To pray without ceasing. Praying all the time. Find a way to always be praying. Amen. To always be praying. God made me to understand something of recent about prayer. You know, I set time to pray, set time to pray, set time to pray. But it made me to understand that is not enough. Even all occasions, or in all occasions that you pray. You know, after praying my morning prayers, sometimes I pick the car, I want to go to where I want to go, I feel I have what? I have prayed. To the other time of hour of prayer. But God said no. At all occasions, you sit on your steering, you want to start driving, pray. You get to where you are going, pray. You want to do anything, pray. You pray and pray and pray. Praise the Lord. So that is what God is talking about, that that is a key. Prayer is a key that will unlock your restoration, that will take you to where God wants you to be. Praise the Lord. Amen. In Jeremiah, also chapter 29, from verse 12 to 13. Then you will call upon me and go and pray to me, and I will listen to you. And you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. Amen? You will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. So calling on the name of the Lord is a master key for what? For unlocking your restoration this year. Amen. Amen. Then Jesus being your Lord. Jesus being your Lord. Okay? Jesus being your Lord, not just a name. Not just a name. That is to say, every voice that comes from the Lord is a law unto you. That is to say, you must obey. There is no other way with the word of God that you, that you must always obey. Obedience. We saw the obedience in the man, in the life of men, we just, you know, straight. We saw what obedience brought into their life, that obedience was the key 
that opened their restoration. John chapter 15, verse 14 and 15. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you slaves because a master does not confide in his slave. Now you are my friends since I have told you everything the Father told me. Praise the Lord. When you obey the voice of God, you are a friend of God. The Bible says, I and the Father will come in and abide with you. If Jesus abides with you, who is that that is able to be against you? There will be none who is able to be against you. Zealousness, carrying the burden of Christ. Carrying the burden of Christ. What is the burden of Christ that you know? Carry it with him. Carry the burden like Phineas did. The name God was being disgraced. The name of God was being mocked. You know, they were bringing idols and, and foreign women into the, into the camp. And Phineas was grieved because he carried the burden of God. He took an action that stopped the plague. What is that burden that God wants you to carry for him? Praise the Lord. You are doing those things God has put in your hand with levity. Carry it with strength. Let it be a thing of life and death. Amen. Let the will of God be upheld in your hand. Let the things of God in your hand be preserved because you carry the mind of Christ. Praise the Lord. You carry the mind of Christ. Let the mind of Christ be in you concerning responsibility, concerns, and commitment. Carry the burden of Christ. Praise the Lord. You are here in the body of Christ. You are a part of the body. There is no part of the body that is not, that is dormant. There is no part of the body that is dormant. All parts of body are functional. Praise the Lord. Even the feeding parts are the most essential. Amen. They are the most essential in the body. So if you do things that touches the heart of God and none of us is able to tell you thank you, that means what you are doing is what? Very, very essential. Carry the burden of Christ. Don't just go doing your own business without considering how God feels about what you are doing. There are people, they are so friendly to you, although they are not Christians. They are so friendly, you relate so with, with them so much that if you mention Jesus to them, it will not be offensive because you have created a relationship with them. God is depending on you to talk to these people about him. God is depending on you to pray for them until they receive Christ as their Lord and personal Savior. God is depending on you to go on your knees all the time praying for souls. Praise the Lord. Something was happening to somebody here in Oman. And God was only able to find somebody that was praying at that time, far, far Nigeria. I'm telling, telling you something spiritual now. God wanted to do something in the life of somebody that was dying. And he needed to see the one person that is praying. It was only in Nigeria that God was able to find. So every time God wakes you up, you are saying, oh, I don't feel like, I don't know what is happening, I can't sleep. And you are supposed to be what? Praying. Carry this burden of Christ. Praise the Lord. It unlocks your divine 
restoration. Amen. 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 Let somebody shout hallelujah. What is our response? What is our response? Our response should be that we will love God with the whole of our heart so that we can unlock our restoration in the name of Jesus. We should desire a higher name. Let the name of Jesus be superimposed on your name. Praise the Lord. Let the name of Jesus be superimposed on your name. That everybody that knows you knows Jesus. Let us aspire for such a higher name. And by that, God will put us where he wants us to be. Praise the Lord. And he told Joshua, be courageous. Be courageous. If the Lord said it, it must surely happen. Nothing, nothing we can make it not to happen if the Lord said it. That is exactly what God told Joshua. Be courageous. If I tell you you are going to win, you are going to win. If I tell you you will defeat them, you will defeat them. Be courageous. Don't look onto their face. Then lastly, I want to talk about our commitment. Okay? Let us be committed. That is our response. That is what God wants us, how God wants us to respond to this message. To be committed and be delighted in the righteousness of God. Let us rise up and begin to talk to God. Let us talk to God. Help me, O Lord. I do not have my own power. I do not have my own power. Help me, Jehovah, to love you. Help me to desire a higher, a higher name. Help me, O Lord, to carry your burden in the name of Jesus. Almighty God, unlock. My Father, unlock my restoration in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Just in an attitude of prayer, just continue, just lift up yourself to God. As you have heard this word, just pray, Lord, let this take a seed. Let this seed germinate in me. Let this seed that has been planted today, let, me, let it abide with me. Let it bring out fruit for me this year in the mighty name of Jesus. Sometimes you might listen to something, it goes to one ear and goes out the other. May not this not be the case. Maybe something that I will hold on, I will chew, I will meditate on it. Ask the Lord to use this word to bring about a change in your life. And so shall it be in Jesus' name. Continue to pray for the man of God. Just pray for him. Say, Lord, thank you for the message he has given us. Pray for him where he has taken that the Lord will replenish in the mighty name of Jesus. Pray for a greater anointing for him. Pray that the Lord will continue to reveal nuggets of wisdom and understanding to him. Pray for his family, that the Lord will watch over his family. Pray that the Lord will provide for him in due season. Just continue to commit him into, your hand, into God's hands, that the Lord will continue to keep him. Bless him, and he'll be a blessing unto this church in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father Lord. Just one prayer point, just as we, before we close. It's just been laid in my heart. Let's pray for the peace of this area. Let's pray for the peace of this area. Let's pray that the Lord will restore peace to the Middle East. So many things have been happening around. Sometimes we're taking it for granted, isn't it? But let's pray that the Lord will restore peace in this area. Father Lord, we lift up this area, the Middle East, starting from as far away as Syria, all the way down to Israel, all the way to Yemen, Father Lord, down to Saudi Arabia, Egypt, and all this area, Father Lord. Lord, you're the Prince of Peace. Father, we pray that your peace will abide in this land. We pray, Father Lord, that your peace will come and stay in this land, Father Lord. We have enjoyed this peace over several years, Father Lord. But Lord, we begin to see different things happening around, Father Lord. Lord, we ask, Lord, that you will come and sort out all the issues that are involved in this land, Father Lord. That your children might enjoy peace, Father Lord. 
If not for anything, Father Lord, for your born-again children that are in this land, Father Lord. Lord, we ask, Lord, that your peace abides, Father Lord. Lord, speak to all the leaders. Speak to all the various factions in various countries, Father Lord. Bring them together, Father Lord, that they will be united in one cause, Father Lord. We know where there is chaos, Father Lord, there cannot be any progress, Father Lord. Where there is chaos, Father Lord, your word will not go forth, Father Lord. Lord, we pray for peace in these lands. Thank you, Father Lord. For in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. For in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Father Lord, I pray for everyone that has come today. Lord, I ask for a special blessing for them this week. As we depart, Father Lord, we ask that your presence go with us. But above all, Father Lord, I ask and I pray, Father Lord, that that thing that is in their heart I've not been able to share, Father, I pray you will answer speedily this week in the mighty name of Jesus. That next time we come here, Father Lord, we shall come with rejoicing, Father Lord, that you have heard us today and you have answered us. And so shall it be in the mighty name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. Shall we share the grace in fellowship? May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, God's goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Forever and ever. Amen. Have a wonderful afternoon. God bless you.